It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Dating today is complex. Online dating is a big part of the dating world and is one of the main ways people look for a partner. It's been reported that 3 in 10 U.S. adults have used dating apps. When meeting strangers online, how can you be sure the person is legitimate and has your best interests at heart? Today's guest, Donna Marie Hayes, was scammed and robbed of her life savings by someone she described as the love of her life. When she met the man on a dating app, Donna had a successful career on Wall Street and she was starring in her own one-woman off-Broadway show. She joins us today to share how she fought back and the lessons she's learned. Donna owns a coaching practice dedicated to helping women shed victimhood for empowerment. She's the author of the book, These Broken Roads, Scammed and Vindicated, One Woman's Story. Welcome, Donna. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, Donna, you have an amazing story, which unfortunately is becoming more and more common. So can you tell us a little bit about your life when you first met Javier De Leon? Surely. I actually met him in 2016. Um, I had just come out of my second um, divorce. I was with him for about 19 years. It was very abusive. I literally escaped, literally escaped, and spent eight years just focusing on myself, um, you know, going through therapy. I even completed the marathon, singing and performing. And after eight years, I thought I was ready. And so someone suggested that I, you know, join a website. I joined this online date, dating site and for individuals over 50. And I had gone through eight years of what I thought was healing and taking care of myself when I met him. So I met him in January of uh, 2016, but I didn't realize it was a full scam until 18 months later, which was in June of 2017. During those 18 months, what was the relationship like? The relationship was fantastic from my vantage point. We spent every weekend together. I met his sister. I met his niece. I met his cousin. I FaceTime with his mom. I FaceTime with his son. We went on trips together. He was at my apartment every weekend. He carved my initials in his chest in large black bold letters. So I felt that was my person. I felt that it was a relationship that was really blossoming and flourishing. And I didn't really, I didn't get a sense that this was all a well-calculated scam. Do you think it was a scam from the beginning or do you think he was really in the relationship but something changed over that period of time? I believe it was a scam from the beginning. And the reason I say that is I remember on our first date, and at that time I didn't see it like as a sign, but I remember on our first 
date, he started talking about the financial services industry, which is I worked on Wall Street for as I for over three decades, and I just thought it was odd that he was just asking all this information about Wall Street, about investments, and about money, and you know, and I thought it was just someone in their late fifties trying to kind of talk about maybe his next possible career or, or, or things like that. I thought that was odd. And then shortly, like within maybe three weeks to a month, he professed his undying love for me. Now, I understand that there could be situations where people do, you know, meet and fall in love within a relatively short period of time. However, I do believe that proclamations of love too quickly, my instinct told me that it was too quick. So he was love bombing you in the beginning, but you know, you felt something was a little bit off, but you didn't pay attention to that intuition. Yes, I, I, I would agree with that. And what I did, I kind of explained it away after, you know, going through two very abusive marriages. Um, I just felt that, okay, that's just your trauma talking, you know, that's just because you've gone through X, Y, and Z, why you're so hesitant. You know, I thought I was just being hard on him. I thought I was just being hard on myself. I was like, you know what? Just let it be. This is good. There are things that, you know, seem really good about the relationship. So let's just see where it it goes. And Donna, what was his scam? What did he do to you? What he did was I, I live in Manhattan, and I was in the process of buying property. And... I, you know, real estate in Manhattan is very, very expensive. And he knew that I was looking for property. And his cousin, um, who is an attorney, had a house um, in Connecticut that he was looking to sell. And so he kept saying, you should look at this house. It's, 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 it's much cheaper than living in Manhattan. It's an investment property. There are three floors. You can rent it out. All this fun stuff. And I've never really wanted to be a landlord, but I said, okay, I'll go and I'll take a look. So I went and I took a look at the property, and it's definitely something that would need a lot of remodeling, but definitely had the potential. Certainly from a financial standpoint, I could have investment income and things of that nature. And so I was, I'm an actor, so I was traveling a lot, and I decided that I would, in fact, invest in the property. So I turned the, 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 I got the money and I turned it over to him to do the renovations. And we would talk daily, and he would say, oh, today we, we put in the, the hot tub, or today we put in the stove, or today we did the sheetrock and the paint, and today I put in that lovely garden that you, um, that you've always wanted. I put in all of your favorite flowers. You're going to love it, et cetera, et cetera. And so when it was time for me to see the property, he suggested, why don't we spend the weekend before the tenants move in? Why don't, why don't we just have this, he called it his romantic um, getaway picnic. Why don't we just have a picnic in the house? You know, the, the, the indoor plumbing is working. The electricity is there. The Wi-Fi is there. We'll just spend the weekend there. And I, so I said, yeah, that's a great idea. I can't wait. So I proceeded to pack, put together this wonderful picnic basket and all the pillows and all the things that we would need for the weekend. And just the day prior to going to see the house, day before going to see the house, he called me to tell me that his mom had passed away. And then he suddenly became very distant, which he explained as, I just need time to mourn 
the loss of my mother. I just need time to be with my family. I just moved further and further away from me. He said, but the house, you know, whenever you want to go to see the house, you can go to see the house. And it was around that same time that I had foot surgery. So therefore, I was immobile. And he knew that. He knew that I could not get around. I was on crutches. But long story short, he became more and more distant. I hired a lawyer. And we went to see that nothing had been done to the house. There were no renovations. Nothing had been done. He had actually disappeared with the money. You know, as I'm listening to this story, I remember over the years watching Dr. Phil, and he would have women come on. And the women always talked about meeting someone online, but the scam was the person was always asking for money. The story that you just described seems very reasonable. It's a person you trust. It seems like a sound business deal. And this man put a lot of time into planning all of the details of this. Yes. And when you think of a, a romance scam, most often it's someone that you've never met, right? Mm-hmm. Most often it's a, 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 some fraudster hiding behind a screen, someone that you will likely never meet face-to-face or even see the person's real face on the screen or even speak with them on, on a phone. Not someone who slept beside you for 18 months, who introduced you to members of his family, who met mem- members of mine, uh, practically moved into my apartment, but it was all a smokescreen. I was being groomed, mm-hmm. and we did not travel in the same circle. You know, I was on Wall Street, and he was, you know, doing more <clears throat> uh, blue-collar stuff. So we, we, we kind of didn't travel in the same circle. So I don't think that he thought that our, our paths would cross or I would meet people who could attest to who he really was. Donna, was he doing this to other people at the same time? I do not know. I do not know. However, I found out, you know, because I did file a a lawsuit um, against him and his cousin, and a lot came out during discovery and depositions that all along he had a girlfriend. All along there was this, this other person, and turns out that he gave some of the money to her. So I believe that it was much more elaborate than than. I believed it to be. I know you've done a lot of work before and since that time. Why do you believe he chose you? I, I don't think that he knew I was going to be a prime target just, you know, when we were interacting um, on the site. But I think when he met me, he asked certain questions. He asked questions about my background, and I would freely tell him because I am that way. I would freely tell him that, you know, this is my experience in Jamaica. We talked about my trauma. He talked about his as well. Um, I talked about my trauma. I talked about, you know, that I was somewhat estranged, if you will, from my, my mom and my dad. We didn't have that close relationship. I talked about some of the traumas that I have had, two abusive relationships, and, you know, how I was really looking to have a life and a relationship that is fulfilling and not dysfunctional. He also knew that I was also very empathetic. I love helping. I love supporting. I would tell him about, you know, some of the things that I've done in my life to help others because I came from nothing. And I live my life in a way where I want to help others if I can. If I can pull you along, I'm going to pull you along. And so I think he used that. And as time progressed, he would tell me all these, you know, wonderful uh, sob stories. Oh, this, this is happening in my life. That's really terrible. 
My mother is dying. My son is in this awful situation. I have this other son who is um, uh, suffering some mental challenges. And I was like, oh, my God, that's very sad. Well, what are you going to do to, to help them? How are you going to change the situation? And the more he talked, the more he pulled me in. But I didn't realize I was being pulled in. And so he, he began just caring for me and being really sweet and nice and flowers and taking me here and taking me there. And I settled into that, right. not realizing that he was using the information that I gave him to somehow um, make this happen. Well, that's what that professional sense. predators do when they're grooming. Yeah. They use yeah. the information to create this strong emotional bond with you. And then let, you, know, you, yeah. you begin to trust and you let down your defenses. Yes, especially when you're in a vulnerable situation, you know, when, when you feel, okay, I've only been in, at that time I had only been in two relationships and I was, what, 54, 55 at the time? And so, therefore, I, you know, I was at an age where I was going to retire soon. I really wanted to have someone in my life where I can kind of share my life and my time with. And he was this doting, wonderful person. However, that was, that was the plan all along, to kind of pull me in and use the information that I gave him to somehow use it against me. Donna, when you learned that mm-hmm. nothing had been done on the home, here you were thinking, you know, mm-hmm. you even had your favorite flowers planted. When you learned mm-hmm. nothing was done, how did you feel and what went through your mind? It, 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 it's, it's, it was a stunning experience because I believed that it all they were all true. Because every time I would speak to him, and sometimes in the evenings, he would tell me about things that happened during the day. So today, some of the contractors annoyed him. They took their lunch break was too long, and they're spending too much time on their phone. So he weaved this thing, this wonderful story that I believed to be true. Um, because there were so many, you know, so many unique um, facts that he shared about him driving there and what happened during the course of the day. So when it, it happened, I mean, I couldn't go there because I, was, I had just had surgery, but my lawyer went there, and my lawyer sent me pictures and said, Donna, this house has not been renovated. And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry, you must have gone to the wrong house. That, you know, that, 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 and I, he sent me the pictures, and I said, well, that's the house, but I don't understand. Did you go inside? And, you know, I, I just had a really tough time believing it. And the reality just kind of sunk in, sunk in that this all happened. And what really tied it up for me is I then went on the website again, hoping that I wouldn't see him. And I went on the website, and I searched for him. And I found him with a different name, um, even with a picture of his son wearing one of my shirts because I was running at the time. And he, he, was, he, wore, he had on one of my running shirts. And he had this new profile with this new name saying that he was an accountant and he was this um, you know, successful person. That's when it sunk in who he really was. And I was devastated. I will not lie to you. I was absolutely devastated because after coming out of two relationships before that and waiting eight years to really try again, 
to find out that this person did this to me was absolutely, absolutely devastating. I literally went in my bed and stayed there for six days, just weeping, just weeping and really trying to come to terms with what had happened. What did you do after that? Did, did you know you were going to fight back or did that take some time? You know, you know at, at that point, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew I was going to fight back, but how I was going to fight back, I wasn't sure. So what I did at that point, I started calling my my employee assistance program and I would call night after night just sniveling and crying and until one night I got someone on the phone and her the way she spoke to me her candor just shocked me and she says just imagine his miserable existence if this is how we have he, he lives to steal you're a good person you're, you have a good heart he's not worth your tears and then she said something that really shocked me she says Count yourself lucky that a, a, a criminal with bad intentions didn't kill you to conceal his crime. And she said, this man went so far as to carve his initials in your chest to give you a false sense of security so that he can do what he does best. To do what he does best, which is steal, you made a mistake. So what? You know, be gentle with yourself. Rest assured that he's going to get his. And I remember getting up from the bed and sitting on the side of the bed and saying, I am back. Mm-hmm. And that's when I hired a lawyer and I, I, you know, I gave them three months to come clean, give me my money back, what have you, and they did not. And so it went into the court system and I did win a judgment um, against him. The, the case with his, um, the other person is still ongoing. Did he end up getting any prison time for this? Well, that's what's so interesting about scams. When I went to the precinct, the, the officer said this is called theft by deception, which is not really a, a criminal offense. It's a civil matter. Okay. Had he broken into my home and stolen it, yes, then it would be criminal. Because I freely gave it to him, even though I was being deceived, that's civil. Mm-hmm. So, no, so he, he knew all of this. On. He knew nothing yes. would happen to him, most likely, in the end. He had nothing to lose. Yes, Absolutely. And, you know, after my, when my, when my lawyer called him that first time, my lawyer said he was very taunting. He was like, yeah, so prove it. Prove that you gave me money. And then he even threatened to go public saying that I gave him information about my private information about my company, which I know I hadn't done. I said, well, you go for it because I know as an HR professional, things go to my grave with me. So I told you nothing. I tell my family nothing when you're in the HR business. But he was threatening me. I think what he what surprised him, because he used to always tell me, you know, you're so nice. You're such a kind person. You really don't like confrontation. So he did not expect me to take any sort of action. But once I spoke to that counselor, something in me just rose up, and I went after him and filed a lawsuit. He didn't show up, so I got a judgment against him. But what was so interesting, in March of this year, one of the enforcement companies actually found him, and they found a bank account that he, that he has in his name um, with not, not much, maybe, uh, maybe 20, 25,000, something like that in it. And they hijacked the account, and the money was diverted to me. He immediately called them to say, oh, can I, <laughs> this is actually laughable. Um, can you ask Donna if I can make a payment plan? 
I can <laughs> I can pay her hundred and eighty dollars a week. Um, you know, I have a lot of bills. Can you just take half uh-huh. and I'll make a payment plan? And of course that was a resounding no. But right. the way I look at vindication in this case, either he lives under the grid for the rest of his days or I mean, if he gets a job, I'm going to get money. If he gets a car, if he buys a house, he buys a lawnmower, whatever property he has in his name is going to come to me or he goes under the grid. So, and you know, Joan, what was so interesting after this happened is I started talking to a lot of women about my experience, whether it was in my Zumba class, whether it was on the train, whether just people in my building. And I found out that what happened to me is far from unique. Although it's not the typical romance scam, it is I, a lot of women started telling me about similar experiences that they had. Mm-hmm. I met a lawyer who found out that her boyfriend of two years was a swindler and everything about him was fake, even the family pictures in the picture frame. And he got $250,000 from her. Everything you're describing, how can we protect ourselves? What have you learned? Because these are people that are are really putting the work into making a relationship look real. So how can we protect ourselves so that we don't have those types of scams take place against us? I, I think you should go into a new relationship whole and complete in yourself, right? I think if you go into a relationship cracked, you know, still suffering from trauma, still suffering from some of the things that you've gone through, it makes you a lot more vulnerable to as opposed to going in whole and complete. Maybe you won't take as many chances. Maybe you won't excuse as many things. But, you know, some of the, the, the things that I think I would do differently, um, I probably would have been more diligent about certain things. For example, he wouldn't let me see his apartment. And I have a terrible fear of rats. So he used that information um, about rats by telling me that his apartment had rats and the building had rats. He used that to make me not want to see the apartment. So I had to do it over again. I'm like, you know what? You're going to hold my hands and we're going to walk through the rats and I'm going to go and see the apartment. If someone is telling you that they love you, you know, without, while you're still getting to know each other, you know, be mindful of that. Relationships are beautiful. They can be really, really beautiful. And I don't want to be negative about it. But, you know, he was talking marriage within, within a month. And because I wanted it to be real, I got kind of sucked into it. So kind of be mindful. Kind of take your time. Um, another thing he did, Christmas and Thanksgiving, he did not spend those holidays with me. He said that his mother was dying and he and his sisters wanted to spend her last holidays with her. I now know that he was with his real girlfriend, but I should have insisted. You know, as opposed to say, okay, okay, you know, and just being this diminished person in the relationship and letting him lead. So I say, follow your instincts, follow your gut, show up in a relationship, complete and whole as yourself. And so that if something feels, just feels off, then you have the courage to send and say, wait a minute, what is this about? As opposed to having this fear of offending or hurting um, someone. And I think that's the takeaway, Donna, because I'm sure that there are always warning signs, as you described, but for whatever reason, for whatever it is that we need, we write them off. You know, we we make excuses for them. But like you said, if, if we learn to pay attention to our intuition, it never fails us. We just don't always listen to it. Donna, where can our listeners go to get more information about you and your work? Sure. I have my website. Um, it's Donna-Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. 
com. All of my information is, is on my website. And once again, that website is Donna-Hayes.com. Donna, thank you so much for spending this time with us and for being so open and honest and vulnerable about what you went through. I really do think you're going to help countless people navigate this thing we call dating. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your kindness. It was wonderful chatting with you and I do hope that that is my hope to help inspire, encourage, motivate others um, with, that they can see themselves in my story and hopefully in certain situations that they're experiencing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.